Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. I'm delighted to host this podcast and share key trends and innovations for each of the 25 industries we serve. At SAP, we like to say that we speak the language of our customers, and this language is industry. We've been supporting all industries for more than 50 years now, and it's exciting to launch this podcast and discuss with industry experts the business value that they get from our solutions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. My name is Tom Raftery, and with me on the show today, I have my special guest, Gemma. Gemma, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Gemma Carver. I am what's known as a customer experience advisor at SAP. So I work in the customer experience division and I advise uh, large enterprise businesses, primarily retailers, on um, all things related to customer experience, but with a very big digital and technology focus. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you mentioned retail, Gemma, and that's why we're having the podcast today, because we want to find out what's happening in retail. So what's happening in retail? Oh, gosh, lots. It's a very, very fast moving space. As we know, we've had a, a bumpy couple of years because of of COVID. We're now in a kind of geopolitical context, which creates even more uncertainty. So in my role, you know, I'm working with with uh, all sorts of, of businesses, both in the UK and, and across Europe. So the likes of Boots, Watches of Switzerland. Um, I work with a, an electronics company in, in Northern Europe. Um, many different clients of all shapes and sizes. And, you know, what's happening right now is you kind of have this sort of two speeds kind of strategic approach, I guess. On the one hand, you've got retailers who are really trying to, uh, you know, look at that kind of near term horizon, continue to get their house in order, looking at convenience, personalization, the whole experiential part of retail now. So how do you bring together you know, the, the, the e-commerce piece and then the in-store experience, which there's much, you know, more and more demand for that. Um, so I'd say like the bread and butter really of, uh, you know, of retail continues, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of challenge retailers. And then on the other hand, you have some of those rapidly emerging trends, you know, I'm thinking specifically of the responsibility now all retailers have to operate in a more sustainable manner. Um, and the second being, of course, you know, no podcast is, is complete without mentioning the metaverse and <laughs> reality and virtual reality and all of that. So that's kind of coming rapidly over the horizon and, and coming up more and more in conversations that I'm having. Uh, interesting. So we've we saw a huge, obviously, fall off in the number of people going to retail stores when, during lockdowns and things like that. Are people going back in the same numbers or are people staying getting their stuff online or how is that working out? So people are going back to stores. Um, we a lot of the retailers I talked to a lot of the actually I talked to a lot of uh, chief digital officers and chief marketing officers. And what they're saying is that th th there has been a fallback in this huge surge we saw in e-commerce sales and, and trading, not as much as as maybe some feared, like some of the, the, the online trading has absolutely stuck. And, you know, there are brands like Boots 
um, like um, Elk Shop, like Harrods, for example, another a luxury retailer that I work with who've definitely uh, maintained their sort of e-commerce trading position very successfully. But I think, you know, humans are, are we're social creatures. We want that contact. We want that physical experience. So you're, you're seeing people go back into stores and then you're seeing brands try to respond to that um, in more innovative, interesting ways. So a really good example, which I'm sure lots of listeners will have um, heard, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks is is Boots, which is um, for those that not in the UK, a very large beauty um, and, and sort of pharmacy retailer, the largest in the UK. And they um, have a, a beauty range called Number 7, and they have um, launched an in-store free skin analysis um, uh, program where you can go in, have your skin analyzed, um, and and then they will make recommendations to you um, around what skincare to use. And what's interesting about that, and I, I have no inside knowledge on this, but I would imagine that, uh, you know, Boots is taking the, the data that they collect with permission, obviously, from their the, the customers who have the skin analyzed and, and using that then to inform uh, different levels of personalization across the whole kind of retail experience. So loads of interesting stuff happening there, um, you know, that that I think, and there's a demand and, and I think it's trying to use what's underpinning that. And lots of listeners who work in retail will be familiar with this conversation is the need to personalize the whole experience. So whether you're in store, whether you're online using an app, maybe you're even in the metaverse or you're on TikTok and using social commerce, everything needs to be joined up. And to do that, you need a really strong data foundation and way of kind of activating that data. So that's a big, big topic of conversation at the moment. But yeah, to come back to your initial question, the the desire to be in store, but actually have it linked to your whole experience and the way you interact with the brand is really important. Interesting. And the whole idea of personalization, that's not difficult to do online, I got to think, because you get people to register, set up an account, and then it's straightforward to personalize offerings to them. But in store, it's got to be a lot more challenging because, you know, you can just walk into a store. You don't need to register an account or anything like that. So that's got to be really hard. And and to join up the two experiences harder yet again, no? Yeah, it is. It is definitely a challenge. It's not impossible. Um, but particularly for established brands, established retailers who have, you know, legacy technology systems, legacy data systems. Um, uh, what we're seeing a lot of happening at the moment is retailers trying to bring all their customer data uh, into one place tie it together but also understand you know the biggest challenge is it's the technology pieces is one thing Mm -hmm. so where do i put my data how do i bring it together how do i map it to you know individual customer records so in store app online how do we put that against one customer and make sure it's you know uh, all the right permissions are there that we can track the permissions that is compliant that's one challenge I think it's quite well understood how to deal with that. But then the second one is, right, what do I do with all this data? How am I actually going to, you know, that that's what I spend my time doing is talking to, to, to all these brands about, right, what, what do you, what kind of experience do you want to deliver? What do you want a customer to, 
to, you know, to do when they walk into your store, when they use their app? Do you understand what they want? And then work back from there to, right, what are you going to do with their information that they have given you permission to use um, to make it better for them? And so it's almost like you have to start at the end and you have to actually park the technology piece until you're clear what it is what how you're going to deliver on that promise to put it in kind of marketing terms for the customer and then you should think right how does that feed into you know what customers want is they want to feel special mm-hmm. they want to feel like a brand is for them and and in order to do that actually you do need to be able to personalize so you hear the phrase hyper personalization a lot which is really you know the thing that people in my space have been talking about for the last 20 years is that one to one uh kind of personalization so not grouping people in segments but giving Gemma Carver or Tom Raftery you know you know that product which we know from their behavior from what they bought etc that they specifically want or it might not be a product it might be an experience it might be something for someone in their family so it's it really needs to start with actually the customer what does that customer want? The story you're trying to tell about your brand and work back from there to the technology. Um, so not easy. And and I think it's important to start in the right place. Okay. And I can see if the store is giving me hyper personal recommendations for my skincare, for example, or similar, how that benefits me. How does it benefit the store? I mean, ultimately, so in, in, in the kind of retail space, you know, we'll talk a lot about uh, lifetime value, right? So it's not just about how does it benefit the store, but how does it benefit the organization as a whole, the business as a whole. What you're really looking for is is to deliver such a great experience and, and you know, to the customer that they're getting the right products at the right time in the right place, that they want to come back again and that the, you, you're building loyalty. So ultimately what you're doing from a, a sort of a commercial point of view is you're driving that lifetime value, right? So the value of a customer over their entire lifetime or the lifetime that they've been with you. Um, and that to me is, is the, you know, the kind of pinnacle of success It's very difficult to, to move that KPI, that key performance indicator. Um, the other one is you, you know, you want to be able to, you'll have heard of net promoter score. So I'm sure. So you want to be able to drive a positive net promoter score, at least create a good feeling with your customers. They feel positive for you, you know, once you have that, you you know, it's very, very precious and you you want to maintain them. And I think about Boots, who have for many, many years have um, been, you know, probably the most loved brand in the UK, the most trusted. And they work extremely hard to keep that, you know, just speaking with the CMO the other day and talking to him about all the things that they're looking to do to maintain that trusted position. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a gift, really, and it's a privilege. So that's another one that you would be really focused on. And, and once you win it, yeah, you have to maintain it. Superb, superb. Now, you promised us a mention of the metaverse. So <laughs> tell us all about the I metaverse. Did. I did. And, you know, again, you know, it's really interesting working in retail because it, it sometimes has a reputation, I think, you know, for for being a little bit conservative and, and stayed. Mm. But what's so interesting, both with social commerce and then that kind of it's blurring now into the metaverse, you're seeing an absolute explosion 
um, in, in definitely in experimentation. You know, again, speaking to the CMO of a very, very large brand the other day, and he was saying to me, you know, we are, you know, I'm saying to all our agencies, come to me with all anything experimental, bring it to me, particularly to the metaverse. You know, for, for those who don't kind of know what the metaverse is, it is a virtual environment that you access usually through a kind of, you know, virtual reality headset or so on. It, it's now possible to, you know, Meta, aka Facebook, as was, is investing enormous amounts of money in in creating this separate and you know environment and ecosystem mm-hmm. um and you're seeing the likes of um tommy hilfiger um victoria's secrets um who else burberry all experimenting with really well how can we deliver a really great retail experience in the metaverse how can you you know i don't know if you've ever put on a, he- a headset a vr yeah. headset tom but uh, it's quite a, it's quite quite a you know What's the word I'm looking for? Jarring experience when you do it the first mm. time. But it's amazing how quickly you adapt and you you suddenly feel that you're in that world. And imagine being able to go in and actually buy things. You know, we're, we're seeing um, in the States retailers coming together um, and, in, and, you know, creating kind of shop, virtual shopping malls. Right. And we can actually go in and make a purchase, you know, and look at fashion shows. I think Victoria's Secrets is even contemplating resurrecting they're slightly dubious lingerie fashion runways again. Um, you know, so I think there's, it's, it, it, you know, my advice to anyone wanting to understand the metaverse is just get in there, you know, find a way to experiment um, and, and just try it. Um, you know, if you're working with agencies, ask your agencies to, you know, to, to find you opportunities to start experimenting because it will be upon us. I, d- I don't think it's a flash in the pan, this one. Cool. Cool, cool. Okay, we are coming to the end of the podcast now, Gemma. Is there any question I haven't asked that you wish I had or any aspect of this that we've not mentioned that you think it's important for people to, to be aware of? I think I think we're good on the questions you haven't asked me. What I would I think I'd just reiterate what I've just said that you know, the the drive to experiment and the need to experiment is stronger than it's ever been. If you haven't got an experimentation capability within your team or you think you haven't got the budget, just, you know, find a way because the innovation is necessary at every level, regardless of the size of the business and in retail even more so. Um, and I do see retailers that, you know, maybe are a bit more legacy, have been around a bit longer that really haven't got that kind of muscle memory. They just haven't got that strength. Mm-hmm. And the only way to, to do it is to just create a very small agile team within the organization, um, and, and let them off, just protect them and let them off. So that would be my kind of my big message, because I think things are going to accelerate now. We're going to see retail change beyond all recognition in the next five years. Fantastic. Fantastic. Excellent. Gemma, that's been really, really interesting. Thanks a million for coming to the podcast. If people want to know more about yourself, Gemma Carver, or about retail trends or any of the things we discussed in the podcast today, where would you have me direct them? So, yeah, well, you can always find me on LinkedIn, of course. So, uh, yeah, just search for my name and I'll be there. Um, and I think if you want to read a bit more about some of the things that I've been talking about um, on this podcast um, and to get in touch with our team, you could go to uh, the Future of Commerce uh, website and uh, you should find lots of information there. 
Cool, cool. We'll put those links in the notes. Thanks a million. Okay, uh, Gemma, that's been fascinating. Thanks for coming to the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Tom. Thank you for listening to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. If you want to explore our industry portfolio to find the solutions you need to run your business better, faster, and simpler, please visit us at sap.com slash industries.